Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. I'm the evil Christmas spirit that possessed Alfie and turned him from a man in the moon to an adulterous satanic Santa, Connor. And for the last week, I've been locked in the boot of Leo's car. But I'm out now, Emma. What we got coming up today, Emma? We have your weekly roundup, of course, and your hero in Slapping Den of the week. We will also be announcing the nominations for... for the Sonya. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, we will be playing Wife Swap or Not, the Jack Brannan edition. <laughs> well, he's going to be a main feature, so I thought, why not? And it's Christmas, of course, so we're going to have lots of Christmas fun. Yay! But first, he has the Christmas jingle. Dun, 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 dun. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We three queens of Albert Square. Oh, crazy Mel's, crazy Mel's, crazy every day. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve whodunits, eleven slapping dance, ten baby bombshells, nine shocking deaths, eight Ian fails, seven balum smooches, six fills a punching, five total slags. Four, hello, princesses. Three, grandma, mouse. Two, villas in Portugal. The Carters, Mick and Shirley. Happy Christmas, Ange. Well, I hope everyone's feeling festive after our festive jingle there um, and enjoying the run up to Christmas. I hope you are all celebrating it, however you do. Well, I've got a Christmas jumper on today. Ooh, very Feeling snares. a bit festive. I've got my um, red and green Christmas socks on. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got my Christmas jump out. I'm borrowing one from my fiance. So that's yes, what I'm going to do. We're going to go all Christmassy next yeah. week. Because I put quite a subtle Christmas jumper on today. Yeah. But next week I'm going all out. Yeah. My, I did have a Christmas jumper last year. But unfortunately, don't put them in dryers because it ripped mine apart. Yeah. And they also shrink. Yeah. 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 Rip them Lesson up. learned. Massive hole. Massive <laughs> hole where the, massive hole where the little uh, Santa's face used to be. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Oh. I don't know why I chose that. <laughs> Dryer possessed by Scrooge. Scrooge. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, when we've been getting into our Christmas spirit, what have we been up to? We've been... We've been singing, obviously. Obviously. We always sing. We always do. Been doing a few little carols here and there. Yes, we've been doing Martin Fowler is coming to town. Yes. Which you're going to hear a bit later on in the podcast. I'm so excited. Do you know what else I'm excited for, though? Our entry into Dot Spotten. Yay! (laughs) Finally, Dot has been spotted. I spotted her this week. There she was when they were sitting waiting for Whitney to appear for her birthday and they had the 40 balloons. That was confusing. We'll obviously talk about all this later. There's Dot. Sat in her kitchen. She's back. She's she's back. She has been spotted. She's back. She's back from wherever the hell she's been. (laughs) Probably selling (laughs) selling arms in Algeria or wherever it was. Oh, yes. That was was one of the theories. Oh, she was with Carol. Yeah. Yeah, or Carol. Visiting the relatives. Dot spotting is not the only thing we're excited for. (gasps) No. We have later the nominations for, for the, the Sonyas. So it's like the Oscars, but the Sonyas. Yeah. So we've got... Uh, I was going to say, it's more like the Scottish BAFTAs. <laughs> but <laughs> it's is, the Sonyas. so true. <laughs> <laughs> We're very budget version. Yeah. Uh, so we've got like best scene, best male, best female, your least favorite storylines. I can't wait to complain about some of them. Yep. Your favorite storylines, weirdest storylines. We've got lots. We've got tons. Can't wait to announce We've more. got loads of Sonyas for you. <laughs> so many Sonyas. But first, let's crack on. <laughs> 
with the show. Martin Fowler's coming to town. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. Dark Martin is back. I feel like I have to really go Dark Martin. Yeah, you have to enunciate. We've noticed. Dark Martin. So it still sounds like Doc Martin uh-huh. to me. Every time we do it, it's like Doc Martin. I, it still like the seems TV like show. the TV show. Yeah. Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Who used Martin to play? Clunes. Martin Clunes. Martin. Oh, another Martin. <laughs> yeah. Martin, Martin Clunes comes out <laughs> dressed as Doc Martin in his like, leather jacket. <laughs> Maybe the next series he's going to wear a leather jacket. It's going to take on debt. He's going to start doing debt, debt. collection. <laughs> <laughs> because a loan shark. <laughs> Interesting Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Just see all the little ladies complaining off com. <laughs> Maybe we should do a parody. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. Love that for us. So, yes, it's back to Dark Martin. Yeah, our favourite. What do you want to say about it first, Emma? <laughs> 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 we get to this point every week and we end up having this humongous rant. We just rant, so it's like, where do we want to start in the rant? Uh, how about he was shouting and being really annoying to Shrimpy? Yeah, horrific. Also, he's What was the point? It was all over this stupid toy. He is getting really, really aggressive to people. Like, so aggressive. It's getting beyond a joke. Like, it's annoying. Kicking off over a toy is one thing, but chucking scalding hot tea over another person? That's completely out there. <laughs> Let's go back to that toy, firstly. <laughs> didn't he just steal it? Oh, yeah. I think he did. Because he yeah. didn't pay Shrimp. He said he would pay him another time. So is just, he, though? Is he going to? I think he's, he's living his best He's on the bad life. side yeah. now. Yeah. He's like, I'm not paying for anything. I'm not doing anything that anyone else wants. I'm Dark Martin. I'm Dark Martin now. <laughs> Don't know where that voice came from. Possessed. Possessed by Dark Martin. Oh, yeah, so he's collecting his money from tubs, wasn't he? Collecting his debts. <laughs> <laughs> Checking them twice. <laughs> and then he bumps into Ruby. Yeah. And yeah, he does. Yeah, drops a quite hot cup of tea. I think we tweeted out, how did she not flinch at all? Yeah. Because that was crazy. Because she said she just got it, so it would be hot. Yeah. It's so weird. Surely it would have scalded. I mean, I've heard of like, you know, spilling the tea, but that was that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, that was <laughs> ridiculous. He spilled an entire scalding hot tea, and she's just like, oh, my jumper. Everyone else would be like, ah. The only way that Ruby wouldn't have been scalded would be if she's got some sort of like stone skin, asbestos skin, and now I'm convinced that she's some sort of android, and that the real Ruby has been stolen away by aliens because... You know, real Ruby wouldn't have betrayed Stacy the way she did and be so happy about being an adulterous whore. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think you've got that spot on, I th- you know. I think so. I think that's a theory. I think that's a good theory. That makes sense to me. But no one was concerned, right? Like, Ruby, when he gave her the money yeah. to get a new top. Yeah, he was flashing that cash, wasn't he? He gave something to Sonia for the people carrier that they got Bex. <laughs> Can we just talk about that as well? Bex has tried to kill herself. Let's um, get her a car. Very stressed. That storyline's disappeared into the oh, ether. Completely yeah, that's gone. gone. Martin and uh, Sonia's cure to that is... A car. A car. Yeah. Yeah, that'll help. Not just sitting down talking to her. Not therapy. Not like being there. For me, when Martin came back, I thought a better storyline for him would have been helping Beck. Helping her. Yes. Instead, he's run around debt collecting. That would make so much sense to so me. So bizarre. And when he whinges about being a bad dad to her, he's like, I feel like a bad dad. And I'm like, well, well you, you are, are now. You are now. Because it was one thing when you were being blackmailed into it, which was a stupid storyline by itself. Oh, but, but like, you were being blackmailed into it. Now you're it. just doing it for fun. Now you're doing it because you just think it's great. Yeah. So you've neglected your daughter, who tried to kill herself only a few months prior, to debt collect. But Sonia, she obviously got that money. Yeah. Ruby got the money for the uh, jumper. And then Cush and Kat were there when he was giving the money out. No one thought, 
Martin never has money. How come he suddenly has all these all this 50 pound notes or something in his He's not even working on the fruit and veg stall at the moment. So no. Like, so where's he getting this cash from? More importantly, where are people getting their fruit and veg from? <laughs> 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 Who's going to cook the Christmas dinners without the fruit and veg? <laughs> Is someone looking after the stall? You know how they always go away and go, oh, can yeah. you just look after the stall? An extra I'll be on. Maybe shrimpy. Probably, yeah, actually. You never know. I mean, he's crap, mind you, looking after his own store, so... <laughs> so, it's, you know, he's already, lost, is, he's already lost a toy on his store. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor guy's always too busy having to cover everyone else to be on his own store. I'm just thinking, at one point, because I'm actually convinced that a lot of other people who've got stores are going to disappear, and I'm thinking that eventually we're just going to have no one actually working on the stores <laughs> who are main casts anymore. Who's left? Whitney. That's literally the only person who does a store now. She's the only one who's... Kush. Oh, Kush. Kush is on his store. Aye, but we don't really see him interacting on it. Um, no, we don't, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? But he was interacting with Martin this week. Oh, he was? Oh, was he not? Ooh, a little fight there. Got me all hot bothered watching, to be honest. <laughs> I love the bit where Kush went, you're frightening Arthur, and he was sat in the taxi, <laughs> on his own, by the way. Yeah. Weird. Was and he was weird, just like, wasn't it? He was just staring at them with like a kind of smile. Didn't look frightened at all. And I was like, is anyone else going to get in that taxi with him? That's why I thought. I was like, are they just sending Arthur on his own? Or is she going to actually go in with them? Do these people watch the news? Like, it's not exactly a safe world, is it? Like, we no. have so much crime in the world. And he's like, yeah, get in that taxi. See ya. <laughs> Bye, Arthur. Wonder why there's so many, like, big fatalities on the square when, like, that's the parenting level. <laughs> I hear this, like, rivalry between Martin and Kush as well at the moment because it feels like Martin's still, like, held on to all of that kind of, like, well, you slept with Stacey. Like, he's held on to all of that for all this time. And I was just kind of, like, seeping out of him over and over again. And every scene, it's like, I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a man because you took everything from me. I'm a man. Like, I'm just like, can you, like, male ego for a second, Martin? We don't like you like this. Go back to your fruit and veg stall. And be nice. also, Stacey isn't the only one who's ever cheated on Martin. Yes. Sonia? Sonia did it loads. And he always runs back to her. I know. I mean, God, she cheated on him with Naomi. She yep. cheated on him with Tina. Tina. Well, she she cheated with Martin on on Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Martin just has a terrible choice in women, really, if you think about it. <laughs> and also, he's not that innocent either. No. Because whilst he did not cheat with Sarah, yes, a little throwback to Sarah Stalker, whilst he did not cheat with his stalker, he did think he did, and he definitely got drunk enough to go home with her because he woke up in her bed. And also Ruby. Oh, Ruby, yeah. That's the newest. Oh, yeah. Come on, Martin. You're not all good, Martin. You're... Well, he's not now, is well, he? he's not. He's Dark Martin, <laughs> and he's collecting debts. So it's back to creepy, creepy Leo. Creepy, creepy Leo. <laughs> I love to remember that. Creepy. <laughs> so he's just creeping around, and he was creeping around his dad's grave this week, wasn't he, Emma? He was arguing with some lovely old lady. Yeah, she only offered him some secateurs to get rid of all the, the vines and stuff that were growing on his dad's grave. So he was offended by all of that, saying that it's always attended to. Hang on, Leo. It clearly isn't. This is the first time you've been in Walford. I'm so confused. You can't always go there. So if you're so obsessed with him, how is, how this, is this the first time? Yeah. I kind of feel like this so fits with Leo though as well. Because it like, does actually, doesn't he it? He doesn't know anything about his dad. Yeah. He has absolutely no clue about his dad. He's never been raised around his dad or anything like that. Totally invented this whole fairy tale version of his dad. And now he's just invented a fairy tale version of visiting his grave. <laughs> yeah, that's I so love, true. I love Leo. I love how he went straight from there. To see Whitney, who was celebrating her birthday, as Dottie put it, her 
<laughs> when we say Dottie, it still gets oh, me. Oh, God, Dottie. Her 40th birthday. I was so confused by the balloons. Yeah, I literally thought that that was like, for someone else, I was like, well, Sonia's not 40. Yeah, I was like, who's birthday? She's well out of that now, isn't she? <laughs> really joking. Love Son. Love Dr. Son. <laughs> Dr. Son, Dr. Son. Calling Dr. Son. Well, speaking of Dr. Son, <gasps> while they were there waiting for Whitney to appear, and then Leo was there with that awful necklace he bought her. Oh, God. That looked awful awful it's like, sorry it's like costume jewelry isn't it like oh, so you got a party yeah. city i was expecting him to give us some insect jewelry or something like that because he's <laughs> so weird and after you said that's a thing i was like i would not put that past him yeah that he would definitely be him. odd he would definitely like vajazzle or bejazzle whatever they uh, the call it um a cockroach it's definitely not vajazzle <laughs> <laughs> i just do that to a cockroach yeah be like there you go there you go whitney Dottie would love that gift Oh, yeah. Maybe Dottie should date Leo. (laughs) They're both creepy. They're both the, you know, the progeny of like evil. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would make sense. Oh, they would definitely do insect jewellery. They definitely would. Yeah, so Sonia was telling Dot she was going to take her to the Italians. (gasps) Yes. Because Dot's finally bought a house. I love, I love her though. All the celebrating in that room, all the celebrating. I love that this is the first time we've seen Dot for like ages and it's, she's bought her house. That's her big story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love dot but we want to know where's the italians it's, yes it's not on the square is it i've never seen an italian never seen it on there and more importantly will ben and callum be going there because you really know they love their pasta they love a pasta they do let's hope it's not carbonara yeah better not be better not be speaking of callum he was doing a bit of detective work wasn't he this week yes <gasps> he was he was on to creepy leo he was going around asking loads of questions, kind of like creeping up on Leo as well. It was great. Oh, yeah. It was all to do with the flowers, wasn't it? Yeah. Something about buying flowers for the Tony's grave, wasn't it? And obviously he didn't yeah. send them to Whitney, so that was an automatic suspicion. Yeah. When she comes out and she hasn't got those flowers, it's a bit obvious that he's not gotten them for her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, because they're probably the grave flowers or something. <laughs> like a funeral wreath. Like the one Ben got Martin. Oh, <laughs> Um, but yeah so he was doing all of his detective work mind you for all his detective skills he failed to miss Leo meeting up with his mum for a short period of time right that was weird so she was looking for him she finally found him they had a small exchange yeah where about, she was like you're obsessed yeah about her like you better not go near Whitney you're obsessed your dad's evil <laughs> I, know, I love that I just taught you things to make him think that he wasn't as bad as he was <laughs> why would you do that he was like he was literally evil yeah <laughs> So they then have an argument and he bashes her over the head in broad Broad daylight daylight. and no one saw. I love it because it was almost in the same sort of area as when... The deck collector? Yeah, and when Jag stole Lola. Yeah. It's always in that little area and no one seems to know us. Even when it's broad daylight and there's clearly a crowded marketplace just inches away. They turn that corner and no one can see anything. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of (laughs) Albert Square. (laughs) Maybe it is. Everyone just goes missing there. And that's exactly what happened to his mum. Yeah. Because we saw her get bashed in the head and she disappeared, didn't she? And we didn't know if she was alive or dead. Didn't know what happened. And I mean, with Leo, Leo, like, it could be anything. Wouldn't put past him. Could be walking around wearing a face. Like, we we would never know. (laughs) Making it into jewellery. Yeah. like (laughs) (laughs) He's just put jewels all over her and start wearing her as a brooch. (laughs) Yes, my (laughs) mum. I love that. (laughs) But yes, then... All of this led on to Callum furthering his detective skills, sneaking up on Leo another another time. <laughs> Leo then like 
pushing up against a wall, being all threatening. Bear in mind, Callum has been in the army, and this was something that was floating around Twitter. Everyone was like, yeah, Callum keeps saying that he's like been in the army and stuff, and that he can handle himself. But like all these people keep throwing Callum all <laughs> over the place. It's so true. <laughs> and it's like, how have you not disarmed them yet? Like, come on. <laughs> and we've seen his disarmament skills from that role play the other week. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. you know, he should be should be able to disarm Leo. I love when Ben said he was going to get Leo and all that. Oh, yeah. Of what he'd done to Callum. It's so funny. It's like, Leo threatens Callum, Ben threatens Leo. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so nice because I love it. I love any little Ballon moments. I couldn't believe Tiff, who was originally suspicious of Leo, when Callum went to the door and said that, like, Oh, Something's yeah. definitely up. And she was like, oh, do you fancy him? Yeah, I love that. I was like, just because he's gay, Tiff, doesn't mean he fancies every man. It's like, weren't you suspicious of Leo originally, Yeah. Tiff? So then, finally, she calls she Bianca. She finally calls Bianca. Where is Bianca? Like, what is she doing? Where is she? Where did you find... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, where is she? Where? Why did they bring her back, right? For the wedding, right? We all know Bianca's main motivator in a storyline... The entire time since she gave birth to her first child, it's always been that she's been a very strong matriarch. She loves her children. Okay, clearly doesn't love them enough to stick around and stop a horrible flipping child of Tony. Yeah, like he started doing all the creepy things he does and she just went off. Like if it was just for the wedding she came back, I would have totally understood it. Yeah. But the fact all of this has been going on and she knows and about it. And she's never come back. She knows he was around. I feel she like... She doesn't know exactly what he's been up to, but yeah. she knew he was around. I feel like it would have been different if she'd either died or she'd went to prison. That way you can explain the fact that she's not going to be there. She can't come because she's... She could have been on another cruise. Could have been. Anyway, talking about where have they been. Where were, where were Tiff and Callum when they finally figured out that something was wrong? Right, what really confuses me is Scotland took... What, an, an hour, an hour basically? maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, half an hour for Karen to get, get up to them well, as well. I mean, well. they she got called, there quicker, didn't know. they? Yeah. <laughs> Must have took a magic um, route. And it was going to be half an hour to the hotel that Whitney and uh, Leo were staying in. Yeah. And Callum and Tiff literally took all day. Must just got stuck in that Bermuda Triangle. Oh, uh, maybe they've turned drove, that corner. Drove down that corner and gone stuck. Yeah. That's where the Ahmeds turned down as well in their little, little taxi, so they've actually <laughs> vanished. <laughs> 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 them and all their storylines vanished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, took took them hours. Yeah, so that they, time discrepancy. They rang Whitney, which that was weird as yeah, well. How to tell her like this guy is evil. Tony's son and get out and all this. How did Callum ring her exact hotel room? Yeah, because that's like serious data protection right there. Like he's <laughs> just completely broken that. But Whoever. even if he rang the hotel, how could he? They would not have given him. No. No, that's against their protection laws. <laughs> yeah. They would not have said, oh yeah, Whitney. Yeah, she's in room, oh, go on, yeah. room three. I'll put no. you through, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patch you through. I'll get you going. Because <laughs> he could have been anyone. Yeah, I mean, she is with the crazy, but you Yeah, know. but he could have been crazy. He could have been. Like, you never know. But yeah, that was weird. Such a weird moment. And then it went all horror film, didn't it? I think we tweeted I that know, out. We're like, yeah. went from like, you know, crazy Leo and all that's kind of like fun and stuff. And then suddenly he was like, oh my God, Whitney's got to jump out this window and get out of here. And she went to the door and he was like, where are you going? <gasps> <gasps> oh, that was a great duff duff though as well. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he was full on living his crazy life. Like he was like, I'm going to get you a teller Trump. I want to get you a teller Trump. That was Oh, awful. The way he was trying to make her clear Tony's name. Yeah, I do love it because he wants the truth, but only 
his truth. His truth. <laughs> because every time she started to speak, which is, this is what I loved about Whitney in yeah. this episode, she just went, right, I'm going to do this, but she's, she's going to do it her way. And she she did. She, t- told, she her told her truth tr- story. She told her truth, yeah. Uh, but every time she started, he would be like, that's not how it went. And he would want to start again. It's like, uh, but no, that is how it went. That is how it went. Were you in the room, Leo? Like you can't just make a keep changing this, okay? Yeah. It doesn't work. Just because like it's that. not what you want to hear. Your alternate facts do not work here. But I thought I was really good about to come out with it. Yeah. And oh, just that in was front a of really them, that was so yeah, speech. so powerful. As always, every time she gives one of these speeches, she always nails it. And this one was one of her strongest. This is always ones. powerful and emotional, yeah. isn't it? And you do feel it. You know that that's she's clearly done her research, or you know the the writers have clearly done their research because. A lot of the the subject material that is needed for Whitney's story, you know that that's like exactly what would come out of of someone's mm. mouth who's been through those situations. That is the testimony of someone who has been abused, and she was fantastic. She absolutely oh, yeah. it and so totally good. totally destroyed Leo. By the way, his whole like you could yeah, see with all that calmness and composure, and she just absolutely destroyed yeah. him with that. I loved when he went to uh, uh, get our thing and she just went, do you think you can really hurt me? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I love wit. Like she just needs to take him down. And she did. That's ultimately what happened as yes, well. Yes, because now he's starting to believe her. Yeah. Ultimately what's happened is Whitney saved herself. She yeah. proved she did not need anyone else. She didn't anyone need else. anyone else. And obviously Callum and Tiff finally come along. <laughs> they do arrive. <laughs> Three like, hours late. I mean, it was quicker to go to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> But they finally come along and she's like, I've done it, it's sorted. Yeah. And I just thought that was so good that she's done it. Yeah. I'm so glad she was the one to do it. That to me, like, was a really great female empowering yeah, moment. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. It. I was like, it's such female empowerment. It was so, so yeah, good. I was so, good. so on it. I loved it. I, I was loved like, come everything. on, wait. Yeah, loved it. And then he's obviously starting to believe her. So he goes and finds his mom, who's not dead. Yeah, surprise. And is in the boot of the car. <laughs> like, what? How long has she been in there? Yeah. I don't understand how she survived all that time. She's got a <laughs> bleeding head, clearly, because he bashed her head in with his briefcase. <laughs> like, um, and he's been in a, a boot of a car. What's she been eating and drinking? Did he leave her a water bottle? Maybe a Greg's pasty or something? It's the way he's like, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> you've hit her over the head and locked her in a car. Uh, no. Yeah. I wouldn't be forgiving you, Leo. I don't know that I would. No. Even if he was my child, I don't know that I could <laughs> forgive him for trying to kill me. I love that. Tiff took Whitney to see Elle. What a perfect cure like as well. My favorite film. I love it. I liked it. It kind of like brought that all that tension and like you know the the darkness that we all had up to the Leo um, storyline with Whit, and it kind of just turned it all light and nice again by that time because Whitney had totally triumphed, and then you had Leo was kind of like out of the picture or like changing or whatever. His his evilness has kind of gone on the de- decline, and then Tiff takes her to go see Elf fantastic i love the way she was like oh i always look after you but actually you do a good job of looking after looking me after me yeah yeah it's lush and it then was uh, such a sweet little moment bianca back on the scene again oh yeah so she rings <laughs> she's not she's not wrong for months emma she's oh, not yeah. wrong for months but no no she rings, knows rings that down. leo's on the scene somewhere doesn't yeah. know where doesn't know what's actually been happening but just rings whitney just to check she's okay even <laughs> though she was part of this problem. I feel like Bianca's one of those people who would send like a, a, a tweet or a like comment, be like, you okay, hon? <laughs> Inbox me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why are you only doing this now? It's so weird. I, this is why the, the Bianca storyline, like it's really, <laughs> really hurts us. <laughs> I love Bianca. I always have. 
But like the idea that she's just kind of like sitting back, like chilling, and then just phoning up every now and again. I'm like, God, just become Carol. <laughs> and we know how you feel about I, Carol. You all know about how I feel about Carol. God. <laughs> so obviously Whitney doesn't really want to press any charges or anything yeah. for all that's happened, even though she's well in her right to do that. Yeah, I would. So Callum <laughs> goes to see Grey, his employer. Yeah. And Grey's like, oh yeah, I thought he was weird and uh, strange and all that. Well, why did you hire him? <laughs> Look who's talking, Grey. And also, yes. <laughs> I think we all know why he hired him. Two of a kind. I was going to say, two of a kind. Ian, Eels, keeping it real. When that was said, that was the funniest thing ever for me. We both tweeted out, sounds like a fishmonger's. Well, he could change the fish and chip shop to that, couldn't he? Why didn't he? That is such a good idea. Full of them. God. Full of them, I am. Email them to EastEnders. Don't change the name. Ian Eels. Someone else was full of uh, ideas. Ian Eels, PA, which was basically saying, time to drop Ruby. Do you remember that? Oh, I know. <gasps> a lot Scandal. of Johnny Allen mentions. There was, wasn't there? I love I w- how he just thinks it's okay for her to just drop her dad. Oh, yeah, like publicly denounce yeah. her dad. Ruby wasn't even involved. She was like 12. <laughs> well, I mean, she wasn't, but you know what I mean. It's her dad and he's dead. If she has to do that for her dad, surely... Ian, Ian would has have to, to do that for Bobby. Yeah, exactly. His own son who was in prison for killing his, his daughter. His daughter. Lucy's dead. Bobby killed her. Ian doesn't have to mention that. Bobby's literally living with Ian. Yet Ruby, who was behind the scenes, <laughs> has to. Yeah, so weird. Does not make <laughs> what? sense. Little weird storyline there. I'm not, not, not too keen on that one yet. I'm a bit wibbly-wobbly with that one. Considering Bobby was allowed to the event and part of like the video campaign so and weird. everything. So yeah. weird. Like, I don't get it. Hi, I'm Bobby. I murdered my sister. Like, do you know what and I mean? And I am supporting Ian B. Yeah, like, can you imagine? It but makes he, no does, sense. he does not have to denounce <laughs> Bobby in any way. I just no, don't understand but it, it was nice to have a Johnny Allen mention. You it can't was. Deny. I can't deny that. You know I love a Johnny Allen yes, mention. we love a Johnny Allen mention. Every yeah. time there's a one mention, I'm like, oh yeah, love it. I love a past mention. Oh yes. I love when they mention either past characters or past storylines. Yeah, it's lush. I'm it, like, oh. oh. It gives you the tingles. It gives you the nostalgia remember, tingles. Remember that. Remember that. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, it was nice. We got a little, little trip down memory lane there. Ruby wasn't happy, mind you. Don't blame her. I don't think she could be voting for Ian. <laughs> definitely can't not. imagine that so ian got everyone around didn't he yes ian was going on about his representation what was that again emma what was his representation got a gay a muslim a single mother working class really rough and the elderly lovely lovely way to describe your friends and family <laughs> love that he's categorized them all as well kathy's <laughs> <laughs> face when he said elderly. elderly and to be fair she looks young. She does look young. That she looks woman, younger than Lola. That woman has never <laughs> aged. I love that, like, he's, he's able to describe people like Lola as being, like, you know, rough. But his son, who was a murderer, <laughs> lovely, lovely boy. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get mentioned once. Doesn't get mentioned once in a negative way. Son's not a murderer. <laughs> saved. And saved, we should have done it realistically, Bobby. shouldn't we? Yeah. Murderer. Uh, criminal murderer. Drug dealer. Pretended to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I put her as drug dealer. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole rainy thing. 
never gonna let that go one thing like that's happened can't forget never forget never forget never forget but i did like all this voting stuff for one reason it kind of made it feel all very topical didn't it yeah i love the topical inserts yeah. i do love it we I, tweeted I that didn't we because yeah, we love yeah. it especially karen's fridge comment that really got oh. me Fabulous. Oh. I love any time Karen's on the screen. I know, anyway. to be fair. <laughs> just makes me laugh. <laughs> but then, after all of this, after all of that, we had a little team up between Ruby and Max. They plan on, like, taking Ian down a peg or something. So, Max and Ruby redone all of uh, Ian Beale's speech. Yes, yeah. And they said it was like, Martin Luther King, I had a dream, but this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, it's going to be like Ian Beale's nightmare. <laughs> I love that as well. That's like topical to me as well. Like, I love it. It's like some real world stuff because sometimes you forget that EastEnders is even in the real world. <laughs> you know, like in their universe. Yeah. Like, so as you just think that they're like kind of self-contained in their own little EastEnders bubble where like real life events didn't ever happen. Yeah, if they mention a TV show or anything, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I love that. But i tell you what else I love. <gasps> Ian Beale's campaign video. Oh, Oh, that was something else, wasn't it? It just gave me, like, I loved it. It gave you so many vibes back to real life again. Real life campaign videos. I loved the one where he put put all of the little pictures of him in different locations. (laughs) That was amazing. That that was entertaining. It was like, where's Wally? But where's Ian? Where's Ian (laughs) Different little shots. But the one of him with the (gasps) moustache. The moustache. Can we all just give a shout out to Ian Beale's (laughs) former moustache? That was hysterical. That was one of the greatest little characters ever, that moustache. That video couldn't have summed up Ian Beale anymore. We're back to the Mitchells. And Peggy's been born for five minutes and is already involved in loads of drama. Well, she takes after her mother, doesn't she? Yeah, totally. Just like Louise. <laughs> Suddenly stop breathing. Mind you, Louise... Louise totally made it about herself still. She went, always. Oh, give me my baby. Where's my baby? And I was just like. Mm. Oh, my God. My other favorite Christmas film along with Elf. That reminds me of Nativity where they go, where's my baby? Where's my baby? Where's my baby? Where's my baby? I love that. I always remember I that, that Christmas that we watched it together. Aww. What a night. What a night. What a night. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just love that whole scene with the baby. Not because of all the, the panic and stuff around it. Just Louise making it all about her the camera wasn't even on the baby as well when the baby's like you know struggling the doctors are trying to revive the baby it totally panned to louise and she's like (laughs) like all panicked i'm like louise how are you making this literally about yourself your baby is like unable to breathe well she made mel's death all about her so (laughs) come on and and sorry she managed to wait all until someone came into the room to announce that the baby had stopped breathing she never once pressed the button. Oh, yeah. Keanu comes in, she goes, she's not breathing. You have an emergency button next it's, to you. It's the way she was trying to argue with the nurse as well because she wouldn't oh. allow her to see her. I was like, uh, these are medical professionals. Yeah, if she says you can't be near your baby, it's probably because you could make her very ill. I do love how Denny just called baby Peggy, who'd just been born, baby Lucifer. <gasps> Fabulous line. Absolutely howled when he Denny said saw that. Us. He saw us. Like... You know, we should be his best friends. I feel like he's part of our little hive mind, you know, our little like <laughs> <laughs> our little like mind wave, yeah. That every time we we totally synchronise our thoughts. Oh we do. It's quite scary yeah. actually. I think Denny might be part of it. Either that or he's hacking into it. We all know he loves his technology and his, his online presence. So after he called her baby Lucifer. Yes. Phil and Sharon asked, does he want to join them at the Vic? And suspiciously, 
He said no. Yeah, he didn't. What was he up to? What was he up to? What was he up to? Yeah, What's he doing? I think we tweeted that day. What's he up to? What's Daddy up to? Because <laughs> we're so convinced that he's <laughs> setting up cameras. <laughs> we are convinced that this Christmas he's is going to be something. Going to be Daddy exposes the Shiano affair. <laughs> we're so convinced now. We're so convinced. We've been seeing this for weeks. If it doesn't happen, we're going to be like, oh. <laughs> be very disappointed if it's just Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> if he comes in, he's just like. Sharon's been sleeping with <laughs> Oh no, don't yeah. even jest. Oh my God, could you imagine? And I'm still also convinced it is actually Phil's baby and all this is going to come out. It's, it's all going to be, be exposed. Yeah. I think you're it's right as well because it's so dramatic. It's going to be so, like such a big storyline. Loads of bad things are going to happen because of this. And then they're going to reveal that it's actually Phil's. After There's got to be test. lots of twists and turns. Yeah, I'm just not convinced of that place. Like you said, it, it, that Sharon went to is legit. Well, she's like, done it all herself. Yeah. She's done it all from home. It's like she did online. Yeah, and then <laughs> done it all online. What colour hair does your baby have? <laughs> mm, I'll just take a guess. Mm, probably bald. Bald. Because, you know, Keanu and Phil. Oh, yeah. Come on. God, she's got a type. God help that poor and baby. And Grant. Oh, really Grant, yeah, she does have a type. She has a type. She's like Phil, actually, because he has a type for, uh, like, blonde blondes. women. Yeah. He loves blondes. If you look at how many women he's dated who have been blonde at one point in their life. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I mean, every, Sharon, every Lisa, one. he's had a thing with Mel before. There's only been a few that he's went with who haven't. <laughs> and he also goes with people who are cheaters. So does she, because he's a cheater. He's a serial cheater. Right, the thing is, actually, he had a baby with Denise. Yep. And Sharon stuck by him. Yep. So now she's having a baby, possibly. You know, we've just talked about that. With Keanu. Why is Phil taking this moral high ground? I don't understand this too, because this is something that came into my head when I he was going on his, like, tirade. Let's just remember, the whole of Louise's life was surrounded about the fact that he had had an affair with Lisa and then also cheated on Lisa with Mel and was basically not in love with her but was pretending to love her to keep her around so he could have a baby. Moral high ground though, Phil. Moral high ground. Serial cheater, but moral high ground. We don't forget. We don't forget. Did Denise tell Phil that she was pregnant with his baby and then did he even tell Sharon until it happened or yeah he definitely did know about that baby because like he even afterwards was like yeah we did the right thing and yada 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 remember when they like put him into the orphanage and stuff yeah. I don't know how that was the best thing for him by the way that's a whole different scenario he'll definitely be back in the future won't he yeah he'll come back yeah. like you know 10 years down the line all grown up looking for Phil and Denise. yeah that'll be it Phil'll be like a pensioner <laughs> be like the new Peggy Mitchell he'll still be there <laughs> <laughs> Phil's never leaving yeah never seen nah I couldn't imagine the show, actually, without them at all. That would devastate me. I don't know how I would cope. That would devastate me. Yeah. Never leave. I think it's because they've got that, like, nostalgia. Speaking of which, we had a little trip down memory lane. We did. Yes. You know when you just reminisce with someone about the time they shot you? I love that. (laughs) What was it that he said? Oh, yeah, you did shoot me in the back in cold blood, mercilessly. And then they go, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That was the best. That was the best. And we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mind you, if Phil can forgive Lisa for that, how can you not forgive Sharon for having a, like, That is affair? true. And then it wasn't it nice when Phil rang the bell. Oh, see, there's a difference between him ringing the bell and announcing the birth of baby Peggy. I know. Because Peggy and the Vic. Are just one in the same. Just, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Because when Linda done it for Ollie, no one really cared yeah. because... That didn't make sense. But the fact there's a new baby Peggy on the scenes, the yeah. Mitchells were the heart and soul of the Vic at one point. They it are makes sense. East standards. Let's be real. Get when out of my pub. That's what you think of when you think yeah. of. You think of like a few things when you think of East Enders. The Vic, 
Peggy Mitchell. Yep. Get out of my pub. Yep. Those are the three things that come to your head. And for Phil to do that, that was lush. What a trip down memory lane. And then there was a grant mention as well. Yes. I was like, oh. oh. But he's still rocking around Portugal with Courtney. Of course he is. It's Portugal. They all go there. Yeah. <laughs> and and yes, then that that's when the, the whole grant in memory lane basically ended to and turned to Phil finding the truth out, didn't he? Oh, Denny again. Denny came back, dropped his mother in it. How was parents' evening? What parents' Crickets. evening? <laughs> Crickets. But it's a fact he gave Phil this look, like, yeah, she's having you on. Yeah. It was like that kind it's of really look, weird. wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit like to say, yeah, she lies to you a lot. I love when he interrogated her about it, though. <gasps> that was so funny. She became like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> so how was parents' evening? It's fine, fine, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Mr. <laughs> trying to think of a name. <laughs> I just love when she was talking about that he was have, having trouble with this other kid. Oh, yeah. Which and kid? Which kid? Oh, I can't remember. It's like, you know, when you have to come up with an excuse for why you can't do PE or something <laughs> like that. Uh, sprint, ankle. Uh, no, um, no, no. How about, I, no, I don't feel well. That doesn't really sound good. No, they won't go with that no. one. Torrential vomit? No, that's too extreme. <laughs> like you know, when you have to try and really think yeah. of a, think of a lie, <laughs> you know why? You know, you know, you know why I can't do it. <laughs> Headache. Yeah, that, that's literally what Sharon was. Yeah, that boy's name. Um, you know, thingy. I just love when he was like, "No, I don't know." Yeah. No, who was it, Sharon? Yeah. Pressing her, pressing her. <laughs> oh, but it was great, though, wasn't it? Because then we got the. You know what that means? That baby ain't mine. I love it. Love <gasps> it. I love it because it was such a throwback to Lisa's lines as well. That baby ain't yeah. his. It's so great. <laughs> well, they're best friends now. I know. Bezzy mates. Love it. And do you remember a few weeks ago, we were like talking about um, Sharon giving Linda the necklace. And we thought... <gasps> oh, yeah. We, we thought were just it was calling totally... It, we were like, it's random, but also we're just calling it the necklace of doom. Yeah. And why was Linda taking so long to put it on? But why was actually, it so magical? I know, it had a different reference altogether. This who would have thought? Who would have thought? I never thought this necklace would be such an integral part to I the storyline. Crazy. So, obviously, Linda stayed with Max. Yep. Phil and Ben are absolutely convinced now that Sharon is getting with Jack. Jack yep. loves these Mitchell women, so he, does. he can he understand loves why. He loves his Mitchell women, he loves them blonde. They have had a past as well, but barking up the wrong tree. Totally barking up the wrong tree. I love the bit, actually, to say, I love the bit where they threw the laptop and <laughs> knew that Sharon was doing all this stuff with their money and that she'd bought the villa. It's love like what that. we said. Phil is going to not just be angry about the fact that she's lied about the paternity. He's going to be angry about the money she's been yeah. wasting, the lies she's been telling about where it's all be going. Like, he's going to be furious. Because <laughs> that's his. Yeah. As well. That's his it's money. It's cash. God knows where he gets it from, but it's uh, his. Yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, the necklace, so obviously she gave it to Linda, but even if she said that now, with all the other lies yeah. she said, is he going to believe her? No. So she actually left that when she was with Max, and then they're now like, hang on, Sharon and Jack. Who would have thought that Jack's like, you know, everyone living at Jack's house would have caused so much drama? <laughs> See, it's because everyone goes there. Yeah, you've, you've screwed up there, Jack. You want housing everyone. <laughs> it's like a shelter, really. But then Phil took a very dark turn and oh. threatened to kill both Jack and Sharon. Now it's time for this week's Slapping Den. And, I mean, you could probably guess this. Yeah. Leo. It's Leo. It has no to be No surprise. <laughs> it had to be. <laughs> it has to be Leo. It couldn't really be anyone else. Yeah, I think 
bashing your mum into unconsciousness, locking her, locking in, a her car. in a car. Yeah. For basically a week. <laughs> How long was she in there? How long was she? And then threatening Whitney and yeah. trying to get her to to tell his truth. Yeah, like, say things that aren't even true. Yeah, his version of the events that he wasn't even involved in. Of course he deserved a good slap and down. Picking on that poor little old lady who tried to help him out. Well, yes. That was really rude. How dare How he? How dare he? In the name of Peggy Mitchell, that was out of order. He should get out of that pub. Get out of my pub. So, we haven't had this before. No, we haven't. But it's now time for our hero of the week, and we have a tie. Ooh. Yeah, both on 45% of the vote is Whitney and Callum. So that means we've got to break the tie. We've got to break the tie. Someone's got to. (laughs) Someone's got to. (laughs) And we think that it's only fair because Callum has been hero twice. Yes, he has, yeah. And the way Whitney handled... The whole scenario, the whole um, of, you know, this whole evil, creepy Leo storyline coming to its climax. The way she handled it. Female empowerment. Yeah, she was brilliant. She was queen of the week. So I think it's only right. our hero is going to be... Whitney. Whitney. It Yay! has to be. Yay! It has to yeah, be. Yeah, she's been so good this week. She has. And actually this year. She was has the been one very... who handled herself so well in that situation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know that Tiff and Callum were hoping to rescue her and mm-hmm. all this, but she done everything herself. She so of course she deserves yeah, hero. She was her own she hero. She put Leo in his place. She did. She trashed him. I loved it because she was just like... No, I'm going to tell my truth. Yeah. And totally destroyed him. She told her truth. And also, Whitney has been really strong this year yeah. for me. She's been very, very strong this year. So I think it's about time that she, she actually... She had some recognition. She got some, yeah. yeah. She needs some. So she's our hero of the week. With Whitney being our hero of the week, we are going to rate these episodes out of Whitney's. So we are going to give it... 3.5 Whitney's. Yeah. I think it, it was a good week. It was yeah. a it was a strong week. I don't think definitely stronger than like the previous. Yeah, it's been yeah. one of their strongest ones, and actually, that's hard considering it's the run up to Christmas. Oh, yeah, because the run up to Christmas, the storylines you always... never know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of peter, they kind of flounder sometimes. They're saving themselves for of Christmas course. and New Year. It's the big yeah. storyline is Christmas, so uh, and New Year. So I think I think they've done well this week. Whitney's storyline was the strongest. So was the Mitchells. Yes, I love both of them. I don't know that Ian's little side story was that strong. It was all right. It, it was, was fun. good. It was a nice little thing there. Yeah. yeah. And you know how we feel about Dark Mark. God, yeah. You know. <laughs> that brings it down at least a, at least, oh, yeah. at least a point. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as they roll Doc Martin out, that's it. <laughs> that's it for us. That's it. Welcome to the Sonyas now time for the Sonia's nominations party. Rules and regulations will be happening afterwards on how you can get involved. But here we go. Best male. The nominations are... Callum Highway. Ben Mitchell. Stuart Highway. Martin Fowler. Best female. The nominations are... Sonia Fowler. Sharon Mitchell. Mellowen. Jean Slater. Best Partnership. The nominations are... Balam. Lisa and Portugal. Lisa and Mel. Sonia and her Biro. Best Newcomers. The nominations are... The Panazars. Leo King. Grey and Chantel. 
Ikra and Habiba. Best Returnee. The nominations are Lola Piers, Lisa Fowler, Sonia's Trumpet, Bianca Butcher. Best Returnee with a New Head. The nominations are Ben Mitchell, Bobby Beale, Dottie Cotton. Best Exit. The nominations are Mellowin, Hunter Owen. The Ameds. Dr. Leg. Best Scene. The nominations are Sonia, her biro and a knife. Stacy hits Phil. Sharon and Mel race to Phil. Pride. Funniest Female. The nominations are Rainy Cross slash Rainy Branning. Kim Fox. Karen Taylor. Jean Slater. Funniest Male. The nominations are Stuart Highway. Ian Beale. Mick Carter. Least Favourite Storyline. The nominations are Ben versus Martin. Martin and Ruby. Miriam Mugged. Adam and Habiba Affair. Favourite Storyline. The nominations are Whitney and Balam. Mel versus Sharon. Tegan's Wedding. Creepy Leo. Weirdest Storyline. The nominations are Dottie and Her Cockroach. Ted and Wanda. Martin Debt Collecting. Kathy Gives Rainy Drugs. E20's Best Moments. The nominations are Emma and Connor creasing out Patches the Ghost. Emma and Connor's Martin Rants. Bailey's Fan Fiction. Insect Jewelry. Best E20 Jingle. The nominations are Halloween. Christmas Jingle. The Original Jingle. Okay, so that's the nominations. Ooh, that was very exciting, wasn't it? Some of our nominations are interesting. Yeah. I think uh, I think people will enjoy them. We had to add our own podcast in, of course. Of course, naturally. We thought we would like a Sonia on our shelf. I think we so, need to. There we go. Yeah, I think we need to. But still to come, we have special categories. Oh. Ooh. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas and New Year. So look out for those on social media. They'll be... Coming up, obviously, straight after Christmas and yep, New Year. Yeah, naturally. So there'll be more categories dedicated to them. And we are at E20Podcast on Twitter and at E20 underscore podcast on Instagram. So, time for the rules. Yeah, how do you get involved, Emma? Well, how do you, Connor? Polls are on Twitter and we will be posting a couple a day. So if you look out for those, voting is going to be open from Saturday the 21st of December. And that is until the 3rd of January. We will also have polls on Instagram stories, and that is also from the 21st of December, but obviously they are only they on only for, last for a short time. short space of time, so you've got to look out for those if you yes. want to be on there. You, you've heard them now. If you yeah. want to get involved straight away, why not private message us or yep. get in touch on our email, which is e20podcasts at outlook.com, and message us who you want to win those categories. So remember that's at e20podcast on Twitter, at E20 underscore podcast on Instagram and our email is E20podcast at outlook.com. We will be revealing the results in our podcast the 9th of January. So that is the first one back after the new year. Ooh. 
Gonna have to get all dressed up. Gonna have to. It's the Sonyas. It's the Sonyas. I wonder who they're gonna give a Sonya to. So in the spirit of Christmas, I brought a little gift for you, Emma. Ooh. It's a quiz. You'd love your quizzes. <laughs> you know I love a good quiz. <laughs> and it's a simple little game, as all games are, or all at least all good games are. Basically, you just need to tell me whether Jack dated the ladies that I mentioned. Oh, okay. There might be a few bonus questions in it. And the quiz is called Wife Swap or Not? <laughs> the Jack Branning edition. Oh, I loved Wife Swap. What a show. <laughs> Fabulous. I thought I'd make a Jack Branning edition because he's, he's a much more featured character. Yes, he at is. At the moment. Yeah, he's very featured at the moment. He's got himself tangled up in a little bit of a love affair already. So. That he's not part of. No, yeah. that he's not really part of. <laughs> <laughs> For a change. So without further ado, it's Wife Swap or Not, the Jack Brannan edition. Woo! So Emma, has this lady dated Jack? Yes or no? It's quite simple. Okay. Sharon Mitchell. Yes. Correct. Tanya Branning. Yes. Oh, correct. Yeah, a lot of people forget that. Oh, I wouldn't forget something like that. No. Mellowin. Yes. God, you're on it this time. Cat Slater. No. <gasps> well done. Wasn't he part of that whole, you know, the, oh, that the yeah. awful cat storyline where hideous. there was a line of suspects, but it was Derek. Oh. I, I know. Everyone was like, Derek's was pegged for the favourite. Oh. And when he, when he just... She was sleeping with Derek. It's oh. when he like a cigar and just everyone parts and it's just a cigar smoking Derek. Oh. Hideous. Oh. Yeah, but he was part of that yeah. and everyone thought that maybe it might have been Jack. I mean, come on, Cat, have some class. I Pick know. Jack. Pick Jack. Pick Jack every time. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea Fox. Uh, why do I feel like this is a yes? <gasps> Correct. <gasps> Weirdly, oh, no one remembers, but he did have a bit of a time with Chelsea Fox. And now... She even thought <gasps> she was pregnant with him at one point. Yeah, and now he's going out with Denise. Oh, it's so weird. Uh-huh. He's literally been with every woman on the square. <laughs> and there's a lot of yeses so yeah, far. Yeah, there's a lot of yeses. He has a little bonus question. Did Jack date... Bailey Owen, the <laughs> fan fiction daughter of Mellowin. Well, in the fanfic, the answer was yes. Yes, yes. On EastEnders, it's a no. Well, that's a point, Emma. Yes, <laughs> correct. Oh, I love that fanfic. <laughs> we must read we more must chapters. We must read more of it. I wonder if they do a Christmas edition of that. Anyway, I digress. Ronnie Mitchell. Yes. Of course. Of course he dated Even Ronnie. married. He married a, a few times. <laughs> I was going to say, more than once. Yeah. Roxy Mitchell. Well, they didn't date, but they did have Amy together. Our class is dating anyway, so... Okay, so, well, technically no, but they slept together and had a baby, so, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> went there a few times, so, you you know, you can't really say it's not, not dating. <laughs> Sleeping with each other is Jack's way of dating most of the time, well, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. Karen Taylor. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think she wishes he, he did. He has a bonus question. How many kids does Jack have? Officially. There's Ricky. Mm-hmm. Amy. Yep. Are we counting the one with the baby swap that died? Not counting Cat's, cat's baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the one the who's one they swapped. died. Yeah. Okay, so three there. There was the girl from France. Can't remember her name, but there was a girl from France. So four? Yes. Well <gasps> done, it was, yeah. Everyone always forgets they had a daughter before he came to the yeah, square. And yeah, because he never mentions her. Sam Mitchell. Again, slept together, but didn't officially date. But if it, in your eyes, in my that eyes, is a yes, that's, a, that's yes. a yes. That's a yes. <laughs> well done, Emma. 
And for your last bonus question, just take a guess at this. Okay. If you get it the closest, I'll give you a point. Oh, if it's okay. miles away from it, no point. For a bonus question, how many times has Jack got back with Ronnie? Ooh, I mean, that's quite a few. Mm. I'm not classing in this version, though, them having one-night stands, because they had too many one-night uh, stands okay. to count. Oh, um, I'm just going to go... I like even numbers, so I'm just going to go eight. Correct. No. Yes, because there were so many dramas at the beginning. He was like, on with Ronnie, on with Roxy, on with Ronnie. Um, Sam Mitchell obviously came along, had a baby. That was a bit of drama. Um, I can't believe I'm right. You've got it. You've got it. <laughs> I you went so Geordie, didn't I? I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means? You've got all of them right. Yay! That's a, that's a whole clean sweep there. Yeah. I can't really offer you a prize. So you could always have a, a donut that I've brought that you don't like. Now it's time for another Christmas song with an East End twist. Ho, ho, ho. You better not borrow. You better not try. You're in for some sorrow. I'm telling you why. Because Martin Fowler's coming to town. Tubbs making a list. Martin's checking it twice. They're going to find out who owes them tonight. Because Martin Fowler's coming to town. He sees you when you're shopping. He knows when you've not paid. He knows if you've been borrowing or not. So just pay him for goodness sake. Oh, you better not borrow. You better not try. You're in for some sorrow. I'm telling you why. Because Martin Fowler's coming to town. So if you've been following us on Twitter and Instagram, you'll have seen our E20's advent calendar, which is every single day up until Christmas. And we're going to talk about one now that we haven't posted yet because we are waiting for the right time. Yeah. We normally talk about ones we've already posted, but we just couldn't pass up the opportunity no, no, now. No, couldn't. It's getting closer to Christmas and we have to do it. The DVD reveal. The big reveal. The big reveal. That was, that was like brand new that was like the first time that's ever been done for me in like soap world it's iconic it's like so iconic so underrated as well lauren exposes max in a moment of like anger because obviously she found out earlier on that max had been having this whole affair with stacy and it all seethed inside of her so she was obviously just filming the wedding and happened upon this scene kept it and seethed and seethed and seethed with rage and venom then she made a DVD. But she decided against it a little bit, didn't she? Yeah. It's so sad because she did actually think, oh no, that's going to be a bit too destructive on Christmas, bless her heart. And for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it ruined everyone's lives. Um, yeah. And so she was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And but it was too late. It was too late. It got wrapped up, put under that tree. Oh, and then it and happened. And then it happened. Then it happened. It was where everyone's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh. It's when Tanya, it's I, lo- faces, I love Tanya's it? bit with Stacey when she goes, it's not just the sex that makes a marriage. I love that bit. That is hysterical. <laughs> I love it because it's just like, and they're all going, oh, like they think that's the shocker moment. Five minutes later, <laughs> Max comes along. <laughs> <laughs> he says, says a few things, doesn't he? It's the way he sat there dressed as Sanders, all this oh. is happening as well. Can we just give a shout out to that? Father Christmas delivering, delivering on Christmas. <laughs> Delivering all the stories. 
This week's episode was sponsored by Tubbs and Martin's Loan Agency. If you're low on cash this Christmas, why not take out a loan? And who better take it from than good old Martin Fowler? Happy Christmas, Ange.